This is madness. Give me a second. I gotta me, 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 me. <laughs> That's how you All start. Right. It, no, it's not how I start. This is how I start. It's been a long time. It has been almost two years since the last episode. I think episode number four of This Is Madness, but we are back. I don't know how often we're going to release these episodes. It could be every week, every two weeks. This could be the last episode until three years from now. <laughs> but, Make a tradition. Yeah, the idea is we just want to talk about stuff that's not Star Wars. Uh, there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there, and uh, Tim and I are still on one. Star Wars. We do, we do. And and today we love the Avengers, Avengers Endgame. That's what we're going to be talking about. But first of all, let's introduce who. Let's introduce everybody who's here. Uh, I'm Mark. Um, probably know who I am if you're actually following this account. Uh, there's Tim. <laughs> and- uh, there's Jared. Jared, Hello. welcome, welcome home. I guess it's kind of home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, even before podcast two eight seven or or guesting on anything else, this was the very first podcasting experience I ever had. Was yeah, was this? Uh, three you, years ago. That's yeah. true. Now you're part of a podcast empire, right? I mean, what's all what's all the podcasts you have going on, Jared? I'm only in one now, but I've I, over the years I've been in like, <laughs> I've been on like probably five and uh, and more than that like guested on. So I don't know. I, I like it. It's fun. And you got me into it. You and our absentee uh, person Noah. Here, here here's Noah <laughs> today. You can insert cricket sound effect. <laughs> exactly. And then we have we have Nick. Uh, many of you may know him online as uh, what is it? Thrawn Killer right now, Nick. Yeah, that is true. Uh, throughout the year, just one uh, Lord Sluggo on the floor. Lord Sluggo. Yeah. But uh, that's me. You and we're me? all here. To, well, nice to see you. Was, uh, wasn't uh, Ron in that original recording as well? I don't know if he was in the first one. I know he was, he was in one a... of the first two, for sure. I think he was in the second one. That's right. He was in the second one. I remember when he was oh. driving. We only got him when he was driving. <laughs> I don't even know where those are right now. They're, they're probably on uh, Noah's server somewhere, or I don't know. Yeah, and I would think Noah would have access to him, but yeah, we, we could ask him, but he's not here. Yeah, again, he was supposed oh. to be here. We'll put the mic on his channel, right? <laughs> I really wish we did have a cricket sound effect just ready to go. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's got picked up uh, at the preschool yet to be on. So. Oh, we shouldn't blame him if we don't know why he's not here. It could be something yeah. beyond his circum- or control. I think the streetlights are on in uh, in Texas, so he should be home by now. Yeah, his curfew is enacted. It's two yeah. hours later there than it is well, here. Well, Mark, real quick, why don't we introduce people to what this podcast is going to be? Because this has an entirely different vibe, different tone from things that they people listening right now might be used to from us. So what are they going to get by listening to this? They're going to get fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say curse, cursing. Oh my like, that, god! That's what they're gonna get. First and foremost, <laughs> uh, one of the one of the rules of podcast two eight seven, or just the general format of the show, is we like to keep it as. I'm, I know we have double entendres now and then, but we like to keep it family friendly. <laughs> it goes uh, PG. It goes PG. It, uh, it goes PG thirteen sometimes. It goes it, it 
can go Temple of Doom a little bit. It never goes hard R because it's him. No. You want to be accessible to as many people as possible, and you've had a few people specifically mention that they appreciated that. Right. And it, may, it makes sense to extend that rule, I suppose. But I get yeah. where Mark has always been barely able to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and you know, it's like the entire vibe of this again. It's going to be completely different. I, I personally am expecting this to have like a higher energy and more, uh, more opinions and less understanding. You know, like just say whatever you think, and if people don't like it, tough. I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a whole episode of just trying to get Tim to say motherfucker if I can. I think we should just demand that Tim make really angry, like angry disagreements with everyone. Like after that premise he just put out there, <laughs> hey, I feel why like. Not? I, I, I feel like I've done this specific format with you guys, you know, at least twice. And you and I, Tim, I feel like are the least likely people. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 even if we disagree with someone, we're still going to be pretty diplomatic. Right. It, it's kind of like uh, Beverly Hills Cop and Axel Foley turning the, the uh, you know, the two white guys into hip cops after that. <laughs> I, I like that metaphor. <laughs> that vein. Right. Am I well, turning? I, am I turning you two into hip? Uh, I think that has to be it. But I call. I mean, uh, I don't know if I want to be Judge Reinhold. What's wrong Reinhold? with him? I'm just trying to think of which two of, of the side. Billy Rosewood or uh, <laughs> Sergeant Taggart. Yeah, you got to figure out. It's just, it's, I, like it was just not as obvious an answer as I was thinking. Like I was like, do I really want to be Judge Reinhold? Like it's not like it doesn't put me in uh, his other movies, or you know, <laughs> like, it doesn't take me. The vice versa or whatever. And, and okay, also, wait. well, I also want to yes. throw in here real quick too that we are going to be having a variety of people on this show as it goes on. It is not going to be the same set of people every time. I mean, you may have some consistent people coming back, but uh, you know, we're we're gonna get a lot of interesting personalities and people on here, and it'll be a lot of fun. And I also want everybody to appreciate that I can say this now because it's not up to me anymore. Mark, steer the ship. I've been waiting so long to say that. I will steer the ship. Tim, Tim, I need you to just say shit real quick. I'm sure you do need that. Oh, damn it. All right. So let's start <laughs> with, first of all, Avengers Endgame. Well, actually, the only thing we're doing tonight. Uh, let's, start with, let's start with Nick. Nick, uh, overall thoughts on, uh, on your viewing? Uh, you know, I saw it in 3D with the family. My why? Wait, why 3D? That, well, that was the only show we could make on opening day with the time frame that we had because I ended up having to work. But... Uh, it actually was pretty pretty good show because we got great seats. Uh, my son fell asleep pretty much during the, the whole thing because he was tired. But uh, <laughs> I really actually enjoyed it more than Infinity War, as uh, I'm sure a lot of people have said this in their reviews or whatnot. But uh, every every character that I thought was just going to kind of be cut off and not uh, fleshed out in any way was really kind of allowed to flesh itself out and breathe and then come uh i don't know some some of them came full circle and then some of them show that well hey we have a promising future coming up uh and then there are some really great moments like i said in my tweets that are just i think are going to live on in marvel cinematic universe history because we're actually seeing it on screen uh captain america grabbing Mjolnir and going to town on thanos is Spoilers. <laughs> hey, look, at this point, if you're listening to this episode. Yeah, you might as well turn it off. <laughs> I think we're covered. Yeah, I think we're covered. So him going to town with Thanos with Milner and uh, I don't know, even the uh, 
I wouldn't say it was gratuitous, but I, I really did enjoy it. The uh, the women, all the women Avengers kind of clamoring up together and doing their job as well, holding their own and pulling it out. And then uh, just that whole scene of every uh, every past Avenger and hero other than, I guess, Steve Rogers and the, the, the middle three, you would say, and I guess four with Captain Marvel, but coming back through the portals showing that you know they're not alone there's always going to be people to around to help either try and save or avenge our planet or universe as you would say and i i couldn't really think of a better end i mean i if it was four hours long i think maybe it would have been stretched out but i probably still would have watched it i feel like this is gonna four hours well, it's going to be hard on this for because I'm just talking early on about how we can have you know whatever opinions and and uh, debates whatever's going on. This is not a great first episode in that way, just because I'm pretty sure this movie was universally received pretty well. It it was, but I got some stuff that I could rant about for sure. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. And let me ask something real quick first too, because it occurred to me when I was watching a, a GIF today or GIF or whatever you young kids call it. Um, and I blame everybody on the on the internet and Twitter for making me uh, see things like this because I never really looked at things this way before. But how come there's how come there's a portal that all the black people come out of first? Well, no, just because oh. it was like I, that's what I've and been then Fa- and the then Falcon internet. came out from it, and I was like, what is that? Just the black that people didn't even portal? occur to me. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I was like. I don't understand. Well, I mean, doesn't uh, another group of like, like I'm trying to think the group that uh, that Bucky first appears in, isn't it also amongst other like Wakandan soldiers? I'm just wondering if it's because they all I see, I, reappeared I where they were. I feel like they all reappeared where they were. At, at I'll have to look at it again. Got, right? But then like Wanda right. could have come out with them though. No, no, and it does, it does beg the question of why only a couple other people would have, you know, why they, why they made some, some of those particular choices. Like, like did Rhodey come out with them? No, because he was already there. I don't know. I'm trying to think. That that is a good point. Uh, my biggest issue, and it doesn't like ruin anything for me by any means, because this is something that I've been talking about for, for like since since the scope of this, since before Infinity War, and we knew what was happening. Uh, I have had an issue with. I, while I didn't love the Avengers movie, the first one anyway, it's it makes no sense, and this just highlighted it a little bit. <laughs> Loki worked for Thanos, had the cube and his staff and then didn't just go to thanos <laughs> like what, wait, what, what were his instructions well, i think he wanted thanos. to be greedy i don't think he wanted to be greedy just like uh, well, what were his, what were his, instru- well, what like, were his instructions what was his goal what was his, what was his goal to take but, over like, the earth and prepare it but for invasion for thanos so he could come wipe out half of humanity on our planet like he'd been but he didn't around. actually but but if, it, if if that was his goal he could have just gone to thanos like the they don't. There is no satisfactory explanation for why Loki doesn't abscond with both <laughs> those things. Why he continues to antagonize the Avengers, whether know. it's He's for an himself. Asshole. Who cares? Yeah, but whether it's for himself or for Thor, if it's for himself, then why didn't he take those things and hide them? Because he knows that Thanos wants them, and then come back and talk. Like none of the, none of it adds up. Well, like, I, I, I I'm okay it. with that because Loki's motivations are inscrutable. He's crazy or whatever. Like. like, like well, I can I'm see where we have to give that a pass. He doesn't think he's going to lose. You know, at this point, he's pretty sure he's going to win. So might as well have as much fun on his way out as he wants with gl- uh, beating these people who annoy the crap out of him. Well, it's like there, there are people that I have that I want to talk about that I even or talk with and that I want to have a podcast with that I that I know here 
their first gripe always for a lot of them is they have a problem with Nick Fury even just being black. Like, and I can't even get past that. Wait, who, who like, has a problem with that? Like, there's a few people like that I work with online and not oh, online, no, with. that I work, that I work with. And then it's just like, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's, it's very, it's very troubling that it's like, it, it comes across like it's a normal thing to be like, well, Hey, no, why is he black? Like, who gives a shit if he's black? That's well, yeah, let me ask a question though. What are these like huge comic book fans? They say they are, but that's the thing. It's like you, well, you know, you he, know, and, and, and but then you have to take everything with after that as with a grain of salt. And but and unfortunately, it's like these are. I don't know any. I don't know any like David Hasselhoff, white Nick Fury fans. I, I mean, he's great. I, I I love Nick Fury. I love both. No, but that, of but Nick that Fury. was the worst thing that's ever been made by Marvel. Maybe <laughs> like that's worse Possibly. than Howard the Duck. Oh, worse Possibly, than the yes. Matt Salinger Captain America movie. I don't know. I, I love. I love. Hey, first off, uh, I like that. Movie. His father is one of America's greatest authors of all time, and so we need to okay. give him respect for that alone. And it's got some great actors in it. Isn't? Uh, oh God, uh, who's who's the inexplicably good actor who's uh, like the reporter who kind of drives the story in that movie? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Bill Bixby, that's for sure. No, no. Um, I'm gonna look it up now. But um, no, if, I feel like that's it, it's something that the internet has made worse in some ways. Like, like I feel like 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 that it gives a voice to those people in general. But like I know you're saying you're hearing them in real life, but it's just like it's bullshit. If this it was is. an issue, it, like so, I guess they're not cool with uh, Linda Carter because she's Mexican American, or I guess they're not cool what? with fucking Eartha Kitt, who's a black woman, or Dean Cain, what? whose dad is Japanese. It's like guess right, what? We've exactly. had a fucking Asian American, Latino, and fucking black, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, and and Catwoman since before many of these people were born. I mean, not Dean Cain, you know the people you're talking about but it's just like get the fuck over yourselves guys like, like who who <laughs> cares unless the character is like you know what's offensive making kitty pride or magneto not jewish which they actually did that once they made they explicitly had magneto be jewish and at one point they're like no he's not he's, he's a gypsy we don't want him to be jewish anymore because yeah, he does yeah. kind of nazi like things and we're uncomfortable cool. with it it's like that's the whole point he's doing shit that's ironic like and then that's where you get they think these one-time troll accounts for people just have one follower or two followers and they go and they express stupid opinions and it's you know well what did i i I saw today i saw today it was (laughs) complaining that uh professor hulk was uh metrosexual (laughs) wait wait wait, because he dressed like bruce banner (laughs) no because he wore he wore a jumper or something and i was just like i don't even know anymore he smelled like axe body spray or was it tony that was tony i don't know that's the best thing i've ever heard though like because he's wearing the jumper it's like yep that's right that's the old (laughs) peter david gary frank drawn hulk issues that i was reading as a kid with professor hulk you know 1992 or whatever that was definitely when he was leading the pantheon he was wearing a jumper, like a jumpsuit. That was definitely he was. That's what they were trying to tell me he was a metrosexual. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> people are really spiraling out of control as far as what to complain about. Uh, it was but, Ned Ned Beatty was who I was thinking of. Also, Ronnie Cox played the president in that in that movie, so that's good just for that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what movie? The original Captain America, the 1990, oh. almost only on home video, but the UK released. <laughs> <laughs> you, say, you say Ronnie Cox, and I'm just like, no, that's isn't that's Dick Jones, right? Yeah, was well, it Ronnie Dick Cox, Jones. Dick Jones? Yeah, he's from, uh, from yeah. RoboCop. Uh, yeah, he was Dick Jones. Guy. Love that guy. 
Yeah, he's the president in, in the first Captain America movie, but I do not recommend oh, nice. any, anyone see. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid, but he's I, also a president in a Stargate the Stargate series. Oh wow! So that's I guess they're they're in the same continuity, same yeah. president. <laughs> he was just as much as a dick. <laughs> hey no, Tim, and, uh, what was your thought on uh, on Avengers Endgame? You saw it before uh, I think most of us. Oh, yeah, yeah I, East Coast. I got the 6 yeah. p.m. Thursday night East Coast viewing. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, did you get the exact theater that you wanted at the time that you wanted everything? Yeah. Uh, the the seating was not what I had wanted at first but because it, it was front row, but it's actually not that bad um, when oh, I man, got my, there. My front row was not good. I was front row dead center, and it was bad. Was See, like, that's what it, like the theater that I was in, I kind of like it because the front row, they put a lot of space. Between yeah. Them. You some you're definitely more like that. Like here in LA, yeah. the the arc light I think is the one that I go to. It is more like that. But I tend to gravitate towards some of the theaters that are more economical because they're cheaper. Right. So, I, so you you get what you pay for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is the best, like the, the the cheapest one in my area is the one with the best seats. So like I don't really yeah. care. Yeah. No, I, I mean it, it was really good though. At the end of the day, like it, there were fine seats, and uh, the movie did not feel three hours long at all to me um no it paced pretty it, well yeah it's because like it, it, there, there's no point in there that you're not waiting for what's going to happen next you know so it, it worked fine the flow was great and i think just as a writing perspective there's no better way to really wrap 21 movies and 11 years worth of movies into one grand finale and have it all work and have each character in it have the ending or transition as a character that they needed or deserved so I thought it was Except very well done. It. Except they did it. Yeah, they managed to. I mean, uh, Jared, what your thoughts? I very much enjoyed it, uh, but I'd be remiss to not point out that if you're going to take pot shots, not just at Back to the Future, but at every piece of time travel <laughs> fiction yeah, in our pop yeah. culture, and then insufficiently <laughs> explain your big ending and or break your rules all the time. Because like, yeah, let's, let's, let's backtrack before this movie to a little scene in Infinity War where the Thanos that we know doesn't break time by undoing Vision's death because Wanda killed him to save the world. And it was a really emotional moment, remember? And then Thanos unwound, rewound time and it didn't all fall apart and it didn't create that's some sort the of- time stone. That's I know, I know it is. And that's why it's okay for, for Tony to undo everything that happened as well with the infinity gym and got rid of that loop but it doesn't really explain loki well enough and i just feel like even though their internal logic holds up with their you know with the thing that now mcfeely and the russos have explained in interviews that they feel like tony went into a different he created a, a, a different timeline the off shot and then traveled back to their time or, or their dimension their timeline but they don't explain that ever or show it on wait, screen wait. for what uh, you're talking about Captain America? Ball Z. yeah that's what they're saying Okay, you said Tony, so I got confused. Oh, sorry, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant, I meant uh, Steve. But, but so yeah, yeah. So they're saying that at the end, that he created a new okay, timeline. Hold, hold on, hold off the time travel discussions once we get our general ideas out of the way, because the time <laughs> travel one is probably going to be the biggest. It, 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 I, I, I feel like it, it holds up on its own without their explanation to a certain degree too. But for me, it just frustrates me that they didn't really make that stuff super, super clear storytelling wise and made such a big point. Like I'm okay with making that joke. Like I laughed so hard, especially, I mean, it's just really great dialogue when they're going back and forth with it. 
But if you're going to make those jokes, then you better make it to where the stupidest fucking person in the planet is going to walk out of there and get your time travel story. You can't make shit fuzzy and after being like, well, oh, no, they didn't get time travel. Like, well, maybe you guys didn't really know how to tell it if you did. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, is it really possible to explain time travel in a way that can, everybody can understand without doing the Back to the Future example? Because we that won't work from a writing perspective for this story. So what else could they do that everybody you, would get? Because you could actually show what they said with the, with the split timeline and explain it. I know that that's clunky, but to, to go out of your way to explain that it would happen and then have it end ambiguously where people were like confused. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like, like Mark said, we can put a pin in it for a second. I just feel like there are ways to do it satisfactorily if it makes it clear that it follows its own rules. And whether or not this did, which Loki, I think, makes it very questionable. Like, it, 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 the, 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 the question I would ask is, if before even Steve makes his choice to branch things off, if Loki fucked things up before, why do they need to go back and fix shit? <laughs> like, who cares? Why can't they just have an Infinity Gauntlet now around? They don't need to undo it, go back and fix time. They've already created an offshoot reality. So they're not super consistent with their own rules. And if, if you're going to be inconsistent, don't take pot shots at someone else is all I'm saying. Also, another viable form of time travel that's totally different from Back to the Future would be Terminator, but everyone is also familiar with, which is a self-initiating uh, time loop, which, I mean, there's multiple forms of time travel that work. You're a nerd. Yeah. yeah that and I thought about time travel more than most people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, it seems like you got a little, little bit triggered from the whole Back to the Future reference, especially. Well, I mean, but. I love it, but that's not even it. Like, Back to the Future breaks its own rules way more than Terminator does. There's a different set of rules, but you, you don't have to follow either one. You just have to have it make fucking sense. Okay, hold on. Let me just say what, how I felt about the movie so we can get the time travel. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, so real quick, couldn't get the theater I wanted, couldn't get the seats that I wanted because of AMC's outage. Uh, ended up just trying to get, I got 8 o'clock in, like, normal seats and a huge theater, though, so it was pretty good. Uh I had a somewhat semi like had to get up and take the phone call during the time travel explanation. That's rough. So That's it rough was. <laughs> and so I was like, I love the movie, but afterwards I'm like, I don't get it. How's this, 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 this and happen. And I'm asking people who are just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I don't like this movie because this movie doesn't make any sense. So then I read what their, theory on time travel was and it was like okay i get it now so i watched it again on sunday loved it i still think for me personally that uh, infinity war is a better movie um but again they're just it's two sides you know uh a lot of the characters thanos is such a different character in this movie than he is yeah. in, in yeah, infinity war infinity war he's like kind of been looking for these gems i mean the stones he's been taking his time here he's just like you know what? i'm gonna sit down Bring the gauntlet to me. I'm going to kick everybody's ass. And uh, I almost said butt, Tim. I was trying to correct myself. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he's just, he's just more brutal in this one. So I think it's really good. Great send-off. But again, there's time travel problems. And and like like Jared, I am a big, big fan of Back to the Future. I actually wore my Back to the Future t-shirt to, uh, to opening <laughs> night. Uh, and so that was the thing that confused me because I, I talked with, with, you know, you guys before on a different podcast, um, about how time loops and, and we talked about how the time travel might work. And this is, this is something I've never, I guess it's an actual theory that some people believe in. 
Well, it's actually the way Marvel Comics always did time travel uh, the entire time that Mark Grunewald was ed editor-in-chief for like over t over 10 years. The entire but time I was growing up in the 80s. Days of Future Past, right? Is that right, that's why, that's why Rachel still exists. That by going back in time in, in Days of Future Past, similar to, the, to it is in the movies, only it was, uh, it's Kitty who goes back in time, not Wolverine. Kitty goes back and she changes her own future. But that doesn't erase her timeline. That timeline keeps going. It's just that it creates a new offshoot. It changes the main Marvel future, but timelines only split and time travel never had the back to the future effect in Marvel comics until Brian Bendis broke the rules in his X-Men story uh, in the last 10 years. I, I, I like the back to the future time travel. I like it too. I, I never, I never, I have always liked both. I think because they, they defined the rules pretty well and explained them. Like that's the whole like thing with like Kang and the fantastic four is every time they go back in time, they create new timelines and new, iterations of everything and it's super weird but I, and I like the back to the future one too personally that's how i prefer to think and because they haven't explicitly told it in the story i feel like i can get away with it in my head canon you know as long as whatever but for me that's how i prefer to think of cap's story that when rather than think of him even by creating a new timeline you know he he saw the thing in the Captain America exhibit at the Smithsonian in, in Winter Soldier. He sees Peggy talking about her husband in 1956 in, in a recording. So before 1970, when he saw her uh, in Endgame, in, in she was married. It's like the idea of him knowing that she would meet someone and fall in love, of him taking that away because of, for selfish reasons, because Tony told him to get a life. Like, it's stupid to me. So I, I much prefer to think of it as a Terminator paradox. And while he was delivering you know, the, the extra prim particles they'd have to have created and uh, the gems, which I, I always call them gems and not stones because I'm a comic nerd. Not a, <laughs> and that's what they call in the comics, not, not, the, not the Infinity Stones. But anyway, they, I, like when they returned those, uh, he, maybe he saw, he couldn't help but check her office one more time. And again, like her, his photos there. <laughs> She'd already been married for 14 years. It's not a picture of her and her husband. It's a picture of him. And like, that's what I was thinking. Like, what if he is her husband and he sees a picture of their wedding. It's like, what the fuck? And it dawns on him that he goes back and it's because the time loop had already happened. It's like, it's just like they were saying when they explain why back to the future doesn't work in physics, because for that person, it already happened. It can't change. And it would be the same way. And it would tie into a Terminator effect where him, he would go back and he would become Peggy's husband and he couldn't change the future because it's already happened. And he would have lived a, quiet life knowing this stuff happens and maybe have some other adventures, you know, off screen or I, I don't know. Uh, but, but to I me, that works so much better. I need to digress really quick with all the technology that we have in film, you know, de-aging people, you know, CGI, everything like that. Why do photos that are on nightstands uh, continue to look like shit? <laughs> like do, do it's I very really unbelievable assume, you do i really assume that the only photo that she has of steve on, on her uh on her desk is like an odd still frame from the captain america first avenger film you know, <laughs> you, you know it's just like it's just odd <laughs> these, these <laughs> ones they just continue to be like either the worst photoshops or they look and you're like no way is that Come on, it's just they don't even take the time to make these you know photographs look believable, and then continue to get pulled out of these movies when I when I see that. But I mean, that's the pet peeve of mine. No, I know what you mean. It's not the exact same, but I feel like I have the same issue whenever they do a movie and it's 
a family or a couple and they show pictures of them when they're supposed to have grown up together or whatever. Yes. And they've got, and they've, and they've Photoshopped in their heads onto two different <laughs> kids yes. or, or even worse Photoshop, like cut their entire kid bodies out and just put them next to each other when there's different fucking light sources and yeah. like color gradations. And you're just like, dude, I could do better than this when I was in sixth grade on an old version <laughs> yeah. of Photoshop. So this is pretty depressing. <laughs> like it's like, like who, who, who did this? Well, especially when you see and you know that this is the same companies, you know, or not the, I mean, the same company who did it, but the same overall company that hires these different people that do all the effects. Like they hired the same people that, you know, that did, uh, all the de-aging in Captain Marvel. They de-aged Nick Fury frame by frame, you know, digitally painting it. It's like a human did that, not a program, a human. And that's because it's hard and it's, and it's nuanced to make it look great. When you don't do that, when you just have a program try and approximate it and you have an algorithm do it for you, you end up with Henry Cable's disembodied mustache upper lip. <laughs> like, uh, I, thought that, uh, I thought that Michael oh, that Douglas horrendous. one was on par with the uh, Jeff Bridges from Tron Legacy there. Um... Like with this one, I don't think it was. I didn't think it was bad at all. Well, I don't no, think it was quite as good as him. Quite terrible, and, but it was about about the same to me. I I don't know. I I, I thought he was amazing in Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought it was like significantly better in Ant Man. Not as good as now, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't take me out of it at all. I thought it looked great. But a lot of times, I find that stuff looks way worse in three D than it does in two D for me. Oh, for sure. Like any any graphics related things, typically. Um, I mean, other than like, you know, X-Wings or something like that, you know, <laughs> especially like, like uh, I didn't see Rogue One in uh, 3D, but I'd heard that Tarkin looked a lot worse in 3D than he did. I in, heard the same 3D. thing. And I like, I think that was our first showing for that in 3D, Mark? Uh, I don't. I think it was, but it was the last one <laughs> or something. Yeah, I'm not, a fan, I'm not a fan of 3D anymore. And, and, I, and it was, not either. it was, it, it was in the IMAX. It gives me like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, vertigo. It's, it's uh, or like a motion sickness or one of the, like, it's no, it's, that IMAX is almost like the nosebleeds at like a baseball game. You get there and you're like, you know, the, the IMAX at uh, the Irvine spectrum. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. scary as hell. For me, it is anyway. <laughs> the, the screen goes past the seats into the floor. Like you can walk and you look down and the, and the screen's still going down there. And oh so really? It, it's, yeah, it's really one of those old. It's one of those old school IMAX where they used to just do straight, like you know, the entire the entire pilot. wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the here's the moon and the space flights and and it. It's right. just it's. Oh, old I used to school. love that stuff when I was a kid, man. That was the best. Those field trips, like they, they do like aerial shots over the Grand Canyon and like uh like like we saw something that was like some environmental uh, movie that was just, you know, only aired on IMAX screens, but it was like basically like a planet earth type thing when I was a kid. And it was like the Grand Canyon and going over like, you know, the ocean and, and uh, you know, crazy shots of uh, rainforests and jungles and stuff. And I could see why, like it could give a vertigo type thing. Like, I don't feel like I have that motion sickness type issues usually. Like, I don't know, but I don't get queasy that way. I was going to die. Yeah, it's that that couldn't be good. Nick, do you have any problems with the film? I honestly, there was any just constructive a, criticism. Constructive criticism, I just some of the parts any of part? the the music for me just didn't fit at certain. Okay, points. bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. A couple of moments. Somehow? 
some components were disconnected. I mean, I can't, I got to see it again because I've only seen it once so far. But the restraint right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, right. No. And, I, and I'm seeing that online a little bit, especially with some people that I respect as far as some figures in the. Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I there, there were some points that. where yeah, I thought, you know, you know who I'm talking there, about, Tim. Yeah. I thought there should be some buildup possibly, or we should have sort of hear more of like a hero type of music at a certain point, but we just kind of didn't get it. What, the whole and, end of the movie, you mean? Right, that yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, at certain moments, and but uh, shit, otherwise, crazy criticisms. Do I, not I really come to my that. house and shit on my floor, okay? Hey, hey, I didn't say that I'm not buying the soundtrack or I doesn't listen to the soundtrack here. All, all I got to say about any of that, as the guy who doesn't talk about soundtracks that much of the... <laughs> of all but still likes them. Uh, when they show the, the when, when the shot pans out and rocket and uh, the Hulk are in the back of a truck and the truck is dragging along <laughs> and the kinks come on and it's, and it's talking about taking a ride on their rocket ship. I was like transported to Norway for that scene. And it was like any issues I would have with anything in, in anything that followed for a while. Like I was just like, whatever, like that was just like a great, like sh- combination of music and character and, cinematography and it transported right. me there and i love so that. do you do you think james gunn picked a lot of the music i think he probably had input on the i think he definitely had input on the flashback you know to 2014 that it worked on guardians of the galaxy on the rest of it based on what they said for infinity war i don't think he probably had anything to do with any 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 one scene that like didn't wasn't about the guardians and like that while well, that featured rocket I wouldn't assume. I don't know. That does feel more like Taika for me in general, like looking at two of his individual films. But I don't know. All right. Uh, can we can we say that the two of the most famous uh, uh, time travel uh, stories in the world were both scored by Alan Silvestri? Yeah. Worth Back mentioning. To Future, Back to the Future and uh, Avengers Endgame. Yep. And can we also say the two biggest franchises or the two biggest movies in the world both have uh zoe saldana yeah because uh, uh, avatar right. oh, i got gotcha. you yeah she's she's yeah, an yeah. alien with 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 a crazy colored skin in both and uh Ooh. also it's worth mentioning because it's you and me mark and we're the king of tangents and this is right up our alley but in that sequence where they mention all the other time travel movies they they make they really emphasize hot tub time machine and josh heald from hot tub time machine is along with her witch in Schlossberg, one of the three guys who brought back Karate Kid with Cobra Kai. So we can thank. And apparently, the other thing Cobra that I saw is that Sebastian Stan, Stan is in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Have you not followed me on Twitter? <laughs> uh, dude, okay, now, okay, this is the perfect thing. He's not just the asshole. It's all a parody of Red Dawn. He's obsessed with Red Dawn. So he's a kid who has lines like, I'm a patriot, and you Ruskies think you can throw one over on me? This is before he's cast as Winter Soldier. He played a guy <laughs> in the 80s in a time travel movie who was this super is, patriotic and anti-Russia. It's so this, fucking funny. Does his room, his room had like all kinds of posters that were all patriotic oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah, and he, he's so fucking funny. He is, it's amazing. And, and like, <laughs> They're plotting something, bro. I know they are. They're plotting it. When his friend is so rational, like it's, it's I, my, my favorite genre of film are 1980s based time travel comedies. 
There's a lot more of them than you'd think. There's the Back to the Future trilogy, <laughs> the Hot Tub Time Machine duology. Uh, you know, there's also a little thing that's almost going to be a trilogy called the Back to the, or, or called the Bill and Ted uh, trilogy that's coming up. Like, there's a whole lot oh, of them. Oh yeah. Like, you yeah. think that's not that's not a thing, but it is. <laughs> and, and, Wait, and wanna... I guess now this one doesn't quite count because it was the '70s. I, the '70s moment was great. I already mentioned it on uh, on by shield podcast but the uh the 70s moment has a ton of great callbacks like steve's outfit uh his, ju- his jumpsuit says roscoe on it and in the 1970s in like 74 i think uh or might have been later but when when steve wasn't captain america for the first time when he was nomad for a little while falcon started training a mechanic named roscoe simons who wanted to replace captain america so the 1970s Captain America is a guy named Roscoe. Steve's wearing a jumpsuit that says Roscoe. <laughs> it's like, and the Ant-Man helmet, I like almost jumped out of my seat the first oh, time. Oh yeah, because oh, it's, yeah. The, it's perfect. It looks exactly like it did in the comic. Like, so oh, so so, so Jared, with this with this alternate timeline that they're yes. making, uh, do you want to see Steve, Peggy, and Wasp, and uh, I mean, you could really get almost an Invaders type going. Well, I mean, uh, you could do before the invaders or after the invaders. You could do the not not the original Avengers exactly, but but you can get a nice chunk of them, you know. Yeah, with you just could. With, with Cap and the two of them. And you could throw it. Peggy could be like uh, he, he could be training her to be, you know, uh, Black Widow type. Yeah, or like she- just his partner. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be great. You could yep. introduce a lot of cool characters. I mean, Mr. And Mrs. Shield. If they're super smart, they could uh, introduce they could reintroduce Wesley Snipes' Blade, and because he that man is relatively ageless himself, just have him play Blade in every era. Have him play Blade Carter, going back know? to Victoria. Carter could be like uh, Hannibal from the A Team. I would like to rant for a split second about Agent Carter and Marvel and film and their feud, which I've talked about before with you guys on Two One Eight Seven, like in the past. But Perlmutter and uh, and Feige's like competition and Perlmutter's like hurt feelings that Feige's more important than him and makes more money than him are the whole reason why they wouldn't play ball with Netflix characters for a long time or any of the characters from Shield or Agent or Agent Carter. But now they did. James Darcy from Agent Carter was in this as Jarvis. They brought someone from Marvel Television back onto Marvel Film. So it's like, come on, guys! Like, why couldn't I get a shot of? of of Quake or Agent May from Shield doing something badass, or why couldn't we gotten someone from from uh, the Netflix movies and the explanation or Netflix shows? And the explanation is so bogus. Of we'd have to introduce those characters and explain them. You didn't introduce any of the fucking characters in Infinity War when you showed up in Wakanda. You were like, "Here's a Shuri. This is exactly who she is and what she does." This is Okoye. This is, let me give you a little backstory. Like they just had everybody show up. They already did that. Like pretending why, like oh, we can't do that with people from Netflix. No, you absolutely can. And they're like, well, it'd be a lot for us to assume people know who they are. Fuck you. You, you made a 22 part <laughs> movie. Well, like, they, hey, aren't they, isn't Hulu coming out with a series with Gable Luna from y- yes, the and Marvel the, writer? And they're just yes. reintroducing the character? Basically? Yeah, and they're saying it's not from S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like, you guys, as confusing as could possibly be. Like, I'm okay with this as someone who grew up with Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's one of my first stories. Like, that's the other thing. This fight wait, wait, like, on, felt like... Are they, are they saying... Like, he, they're acting like Shield never existed. Yeah, they're saying it's a completely different iteration. Exactly, completely. Oh fuck that! Then. I'm not watching it. I just don't even get why they're doing that. I'm gonna watch it, but but I just don't get it. It's like they're they're they, what they could do is get everyone who would have watched it anyway, plus people who never would have watched it before. I think somebody now, made a mistake in how they described it. That that can't yeah. make 
Because otherwise, why do you even hire G- uh, Gabriel? Not Luna? only that, but the executive producer is Paul Zabwiski, who is uh, who wrote those episodes of Shield. Who's a producer? Oh, yeah. Maybe they want to. Maybe they want to see what kind of draw he is, and they're going to see if what they can fit him in some other kind of role they have for him. The I, I think they're probably just acting like you don't have to watch Shield. I think that's it too, because it's the same. That's like like literally. Um, that's what what's what she said about uh. What, what uh, Patty said about the new Wonder Woman. She said it's not a sequel to the previous Wonder Woman. It's like, well, guess what? Yes, it is. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care how you're envisioning it. Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I seriously hope somehow, and I know this is not adventure related, but that in the uh, in the Ghost Rider TV series, we get uh, Nick Cage. Oh no, me too. And, like, 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 I actually like, like the, the way. <laughs> well, the, but the way they frame his origin in on Shield, the old Ghost Rider looks just like the Nick Cage version, and they only show yeah. him as a flaming skull. Like he, in my mind, it, you, all these work in the MCU, <laughs> Gabriel yeah. Luna and and Nick Cage. Like, uh, give me a fucking Ghost Rider series. Introduce Danny Catch. Bring them all in. There's so many good Ghost Riders. I just want all of them. I want every. I want them all in on TV. I want Old West Ghost Rider. Who let's let's in if they keep the Nick Cage version is played by Sam Elliott. Who while he's still with us, let's fucking use that and his epic mustache and innate cowboyness. Like, come on. Can you can you have a mustache? Be on fire? Does that even work? I think that does. He has a fire <laughs> mustache on top of his skull. That's amazing. Uh, that is let's, amazing. Let's, uh, oh, what is what is the name of the... Uh... Tim, it's hard like, steering the ship. You know it's that? like the guy's eyebrow from Thor Ragnarok. It's not a crown. <laughs> it's a, I thought that was a crown. No, it's okay, okay well, uh, here, comes, here comes Captain, uh, Captain Ron. I'm going to steer the ship. Um, <laughs> question. Uh, plot holes. Any of them? Because, because, because right now I'm really confused on how uh, how Thanos got to the future. Anyone um, want to explain it to me? Yeah, the previous uh, the, the, the the past version the past version of Nebula had them go back uh, through. She reopened the portal and brought them through. Okay, but with ship, what right? with no, what no. pin particles? Okay, this this is going to be something off somebody, right? Um, did, did thought, did, didn't they show that at one point? I thought I saw her steal them from like from who? Ooh. Maybe from like current Nebula. She took them off of her or something. Yeah, she took it off current. But Nebula. that would be how she traveled that back. Would in be time. How ne- yeah, that would be how Nebula was. Nebula going didn't. Anyways. Nebula didn't have any extra. Well, no, I no. think she met up with the Thanos in that time, didn't she? Yeah, in the past, but she didn't. There was no Thanos in the present. She she That's met up true. with Thanos in the past, and he didn't have anything. No, no. The implication here, I, I'm going to go. It's it's pretty big, but I think it's it's less of a plot hole than any of the time travel stuff. With like, why would they have to go back and tr- and replace stuff if Loki fucked up? But uh, here, or they fucked up with Loki. Here's here here's uh, my explanation. Rocket gave us the answer when he talked to Tony. You're not a genius in space. It's not hard to replicate thin particles with their technology. She and Nebula had them, so they replicated them. All right, fair enough. You you uh, quoting that line to me—that's that's pretty decent. But here's the thing: this leads to the other thing. How many alternate time, timelines did they create? Because At least not, two, because of Loki no, and God, Loki more than and... why? Why? What else? Okay, well, give me your two. I was just going to say the Loki and Steve, because for me, the whole thing with Nebula and everything that came in with that can be chalked up to, just like you said, with your explanation for how Thanos was able to, to uh, go back and undo Vision's death. Uh, it's the Infinity okay, Gauntlet. Okay, so 
so for sure we've got Loki escaping with the cosmic cube. That has to be something. <laughs> we we now we now have Steve Rogers facing himself. That's another alternate timeline. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's all, I it's mean, alternate. It's but alternate. he did. We have, yeah. we have Cap saying Hail Hydra. That's an alternate. Okay, but I, the way I Hold had on, taken I'm, all of I'm this, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. We got we have another major one. Them taking almost all the Pym particles from uh, from Hank Pym. Well, but he could have he could have easily fixed that with everything else by replacing but them. Changed, but you changed the time. No, you can't. Re come on. No, no. That, that that's sort of my issue with their whole logic. Like, if you're going to do it that way, then it has to be like like you have to have like a, a time loop logic involved well, like, like, in order for me to be satisfied. Because otherwise, they're breaking their own rule. Said well, indicating also, a new a divergent timeline every time. At which point, yeah, why do they have the to? Fireball. Right. At which point, if yeah. they do this every single time, if they branched off all these timelines, or just or just the Loki one, you know, it, or you know, if you could say that he always said Hydra, we just didn't see that scene. Or you could say he always faced himself and just thought it was Loki, like he thought right before he got knocked out. You know, like. Right. Like I, I feel like there's excuses, but even if you accept those excuses, it's still breaking their rule because it doesn't matter when you put those stones back. You already changed shit unless they go back to the like, – like they kept saying the exact moment. So not right after that. They're going back and like bumping into themselves and being like, hey, boop, and that just undoes that. It like erases a little, a little time loop it created. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like the way I took it when Bruce was talking to the ancient one, I everything that I took from that was if they did it properly, where like you said, they put it at the exact moment when they took it, all of these alternate timelines and branches and everything are self-contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it never happened in the first place. So, none, essentially, they had no consequence when they were back in time doing these things. But, right, but except you know. for the only one that doesn't really work, I guess is. But if they go back to that exact, that they got the right thing. But but they didn't get the right thing until later for that one. There's a whole timeline where Thanos doesn't exist. Well, if if we take what I said with the Infinity Gauntlet making an exception, then it wouldn't be that case. But but what I do mean, you mean? They, he came forward in time. That right, but, but I'm saying that just like undoing Vision and not having time collapse on itself right there when Thanos uses the Infinity Gauntlet in Infinity War, Vision's death, why can't Tony, when he says, I am Iron Man, just undo all that stuff. Because maybe still stuff can't be undone for some reason. They're just well, I, but, I, I'm okay, I'm okay with, with either way. They've broken their rules a bunch of times or it's just bullshit rules. Like, so again, well, don't take pot uh, shots at Back to the Future if your shit doesn't hold up to extreme scrutiny because well, you know what it's going to be. You know it's going to well, be. And <laughs> maybe, and Tony's, is, maybe Tony would be enough, not powerful enough in what, because it killed him. Maybe he couldn't power all that stuff to reverse it to everybody coming back possibly maybe yeah. that's a good possibility he's not thanos he's not a celestial being or anything so he snapped back as best he could and it killed him and maybe it didn't bring back everybody that he wanted to just like the hulk couldn't bring back you know scarlet but we know kind of know why that happened but yeah but i mean in the in the context of the story we led to believe that everybody did get, get brought back can we talk about the soul stone? That's a, I, that's another that's another absolutely uh, that's another yeah, alternate was, timeline. The what? The that's soul gem? Alternate yeah, it, soul stone. <laughs> well, that, that was, my, 
My, my one question about this whole stone was when they go back in time <laughs> to put all of them back to the exact moment they took them and everything. That's the one I don't understand how that works. How do they put that I, one I back? Want, I want to see. I want to see uh, uh, Steve and uh, hey, hey, aren't you the Red Skull? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's a really good point. Like that, that's going to go down like really, really weird. Like, like <laughs> that's it's going to be some weird shit. But, yeah. but like I said, how do you put it back to the moment that you got it? You can't. You just drop it here. Later. Well, but and uh, like that, that, that was though? that was my other weird thought with that was this is my I, this, I don't think this is going to happen, but how cool would it be if just like everyone's predicting the Blackfoot movie is her origin. It's a prequel and it ends with a post credit sequence. And it's Voromir 2014, just like everybody else who brought, was brought back when, when, when Bruce said, I tried, I tried to bring her back. What if he did bring her back? But it's just like everyone else, it went back to when they disappeared. So it's in Voromir in 2014 and she has to then make her way back from space to earth in the past in some crazy epic sci-fi you know space adventure I think it'd be a really fun movie Black Widow in space yeah like I think that'd be really fun that could be be pretty good I didn't even think about that one Jared that's a pretty good one because she could run across other characters that are out there but yeah I I do really like your idea though Mark too I want to see that scene where he's like Steve, son of, you know, son of Sarah. And he's like, wait, who? Wait a second. Like, first off, you don't really sound, you know, you don't sound like you can call me Mr. Anderson. You know, I can tell you're not him. (laughs) Damn, Americana. (laughs) He's not calling people Fraulein, so it's it's like, come on, you're still, uh, you know, you're still a red skull. Hair, hair captain. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, is like, how long long does he have to be there? When somebody takes the soul stone, it's like, cool, I can go now. Is yeah. or is he always there? Oh, also I that guy cause... did a really good job. I kept trying to place him. He's Ross Marquand. He played the uh, remember the one dude who like was part of the community they joined in Walking Dead. Who was the he, he was part of a gay couple and he was the uh, like like really, like quiet, unassuming guy who you find out was like killing people or whatever. Oh, <laughs> how, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. they did stuff. Yeah, yeah he and, did it on like Law and, Law and Order, I think too. Yeah, and he's really good at that. Like he's got like like really like I don't know like blue like deep blue eyes. So like like he looks like a really nice guy and plays a weird. <laughs> he plays really creepy well. But he, always, yeah, he, he voiced him, I think, or or played him in both this and uh, Infinity War. And like it threw me both times because like it doesn't sound like Hugo Weaving, but it's a pretty good version of it. Like it's it's not so far off that it's like like oh that's. It doesn't sound like weird. It doesn't sound like, like Gilbert Gottfried or something to him. It's not preposterous. <laughs> oh, dude, that's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. humanity behind like Captain. Jones doing it. But like, but like the, I think like he has a recognizable enough voice on his own. Like something about his voice quality. But like, like I was sort. This time I was sort of like, ooh, who is he? I gotta remember who he is this time. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a really good point. I. I they there are there's loaded scenes with Steve going back and fixing everything, and that's that's probably the biggest one. Well, and, and I'm not not taking over asking the questions, but I do want to Feel get. Free, from, go ahead. Well, it's before <laughs> before we end up going, I am curious to hear like two of the most controversial things that I've seen about this movie overall, not specific plot lines or anything, but just overall, are um, the handling of Thor with his story arc and the ending that Steve had with not coming back and kind of like quote unquote ditching everybody behind. So, I mean, I have my thoughts on those things, but I was kind of curious what your thoughts were considering that I've been seeing a lot of debate over those things. 
I think that you're going to see Thor basically be part of your next Guardians adventure, possibly, before yeah. he gets into his next solo adventure. And we're, because we're going to be introduced to Anna, Adam Warlock, I assume, correct? I, I think that and, is the assumption. So, whatever that entails, uh, it it's really going to determine who whether or not that's going to be the end of him in in Thor 4, I think. Maybe that we'll say goodbye to uh, Chris Hemsworth in Thor 4. Yeah. Well, and, and more specifically, just with the whole, um, like, uh, Hobo Thor, I think it's typically being called or something. Um, oh, I feel like Tony had it best. Go. I feel like Tony had it best when he called him Lebowski. Lebowski. He, yeah, he literally yeah. was wearing the sweatpants, sweater, exactly. combo. Of the dude, like his hair and sunglasses. It was, that wasn't intentional before he's, you know, made yeah. that joke. Well, I mean, and because it, it's obvious that this was not the direction that the majority of people were going to be expecting his character to go for this movie. So I feel like that's a large part of the backlash is people who just wanted to see, you know, Epic Thor doing awesome lightning stuff didn't get that. And that's why they're upset see, by it. I, I like what, it. What I see more quote? people. Mark, the buffness. I want the buffness. <laughs> I, I, I see more people who I think are annoyed with like, I think the fact that it's like the butt of a joke, which honestly right. for, for, for me, I, I feel like a couple, a couple jokes is one thing, but the fact that it kept being like kind of pestered on, like to me, it feels super in character for rocket to give him shit. But like for roadie to have like multiple fat jokes, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And just cause I don't know. It feels like, it, yeah, yeah. It just feels like lowest common denominator. And bottom line, like that guy's a god. And Volstag was badass in the first Thor movie, you know. And it doesn't matter. Like, like nobody was like, "Hey, you're fat." Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't yeah, take yeah, the, but, oh. but like, but like uh, uh, Nick alluded to, there was people online today who were who were swearing up and down that that Thor's buffness is part of his superpower. Exactly. That there's no way that the no way the god of Thor. To get fat because his superpower is buffness. Uh, I think yeah, even my son Ragnar just walked by and said that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, what saw is it? they saw Ragnarok and they saw him pound his. You know, he was wearing street clothes and they saw him pound his uh, umbrella on the ground and change it back into Super Thor there. And so they probably assumed going into this, and they saw, oh, he's fat, so time to fight. Oh well, I'm gonna hammer my hit my hammer on the ground and. Which, uh, I'm but honestly. This has never been this version of Thor. He wasn't Donald Blake. Donald Blake was was uh, you know Jane Doctor. Foster's ex in this, but but in in the in the the comics, it was a human who he transformed to and forth from, and in in that version, you know, he ended up being not actually a different person, but but actually Thor, who had been given amnesia by Odin to learn true humility, and he believed he was this doctor who was injured in Korea or whatever and couldn't walk, right, you know, like, like there's there's this there's this backstory give, given, and in the future he ends up merging with an actual human named Jake Olson, and other guys named Eric Masterson can hit the hammer and get the power of Thor, Jane Foster, and not actually be him. But there's never been that transformative aspect in this. You know, like, I feel like it's a big stretch. He hit the, he hit the umbrella and, and it could change its form from the umbrella to Mjolnir, but it didn't change his outfit when he did it. You know, like, oh, like yeah, it's, exactly. never, it's never had that transformative effect in the films. I feel like it's a pretty weak pull to like, like feel like it's part of his power because it, it isn't. He's been depicted as an Asgardian and we see that they can look like chubby, you know, older... Um, it would, it'd be more what's his face, Hannibal Lecter. Be in like, Loki's wheelhouse instead of Thor's wheelhouse. I, yeah, and I and I just feel like you know 
Loki and Fandral and Hogan and Thor and uh, Hemdall and all these guys, uh, you know, and not to mention Volstagg and Odin, they all have different bodies. They age. They don't all look the same. Like it's stupid. Like like that's a, it's 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 a, it's a weak argument to be like it's part of his powers. Like no, it's not. There you go. Hey, <laughs> like, well, like, like you've given no you've given no evidence. He likes wrestles. Leave him alone. Yeah. Can I say that it's 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 awesome to finally have a superhero who looks like me? No, that is cool. I like like that's but, why wait, I said wait. Like, no. Oh, go on. I, I'm like, oh, you have like, better days, Mark. You have better days. Believe I'm me. I'm really two. No, I'm like two Thors. I'm like Thor, eight Thor. I'm I'm not melted ice cream. I'm like I'm probably melted cheese. <laughs> but but in a way, you know, it obviously it's played for a joke, which which could upset people. But it's still nice to see that he didn't have to, you know, slim down or or use yes. his buff buff powers to still kick ass. I totally agree. Like like in in a lot of those kinds of I stories, agree. I think that do show. The, I think it's a I mean, it's a real side effect of PTSD and depression can be eating disorders or just. Gain, gaining weight like any number of things can 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 be an actual result of the shit that thor has gone through and i like to me i totally agree like i wish they would have played it a little bit less for a joke but i love that they didn't do like like a weight loss is a metaphor for his redemption or his return you know because it has nothing to do with, with with where he was with his problem you know it it wasn't it, the problem wasn't oh you gained weight thor you're lazy now like you're really depressed and you're sad and, and confused and insecure and you've lost sight of who you are. And like that, that's all. And it had nothing to do you with know, his. You know, it would have been cool though. If, if he pulled like a Bill and Ted and went back in time <laughs> to have like a montage and he, and he reemerges seconds after he leaves to be like, bro, I like buff Thor. <laughs> but, but he's really been gone like a year, just getting in shape. Oh, the, that, the, would, the, that would have been cool too. And they would have had to have shown his uh, roommate from the video of what Thor was doing during Civil War, which everybody needs to watch. They're hilarious. <laughs> Stu, I've done, got a Peloton. You could have easily had like a whole like small side story of what Hulk did. I mean, what Thor did in the year. I, I, re shame. I recently saw somebody who made a point that hadn't occurred to me that I think was a missed opportunity, like not a pothole or, or a failure even, but like just when in, and then yeah, it's been five years. So you can presume that something like this happened off screen, but it would have been neat to see some hint of the fact that like, this was very, this mirrors Valkyrie's arc, you know, like Valkyrie has the flashbacks to all the other Valkyries being murdered in front of her. And she's kind of drunk and apathetic and has given up at the beginning of Ragnarok, but it's like re-embraced right. her identity and is now going to be the queen of Asgard. And yeah, it's been five years, but all that development has been off screen. And she was in a place five years ago where we see that Thor is now that started five years ago. So it'd be nice to see if like, she was just like, you know, I've tried to get through to him and I've been there too, or something like, like, like better dialogue than that because they're fucking screenwriters and have written a bunch of award-winning movies and whatnot. But uh, I feel like, it wouldn't have been hard for them to do something. And it, like, like for me, that's the biggest issue I have is because like, I know people who are disappointed by, they would have liked a little bit more from Bucky and Steve, like just a split second more or, or something like that. Like there could have been a little bit of difference in time allocation that would have made this go from like a movie that I just loved and thought was really great. And like, like it's an achievement, don't get me wrong, but like the little things that could bug me wouldn't with like very little effort, but I feel like didn't, wouldn't require a lot. And I'm not like, uh, it would be perfectionist to demand a movie be like this, so I'm not. But it, you know, it's just that's how good this is as a comic book movie. That like it, it, it gets so many things 
perfectly that like the things that aren't checked, the boxes that aren't checked perfectly were like, Hey, you guys, you didn't fill in the circle quite right. You, it's a little bit outside the line, but you, it wasn't quite perfect. And so, so I, I feel like it's a little bit silly to complain, but I don't know. Well, the thing about Thor too, real quick overall is like, I feel like 90% of his involvement in this movie was solely to prepare us for his involvement with guardians in the future by like re taking away his association with being this God of thunder, making him more of a character who would fall in line with the guardians and be and fit in and mesh well with them in the future instead of just being in constant, uh, contradiction for the, for the character. So I, I feel uh, like he was largely setting up for that. That, that scene with Rene Russo was pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, it, was. I feel, it was. I don't, I don't feel like that's, but I don't feel like that's fair. I don't feel like, I, like it was. I feel like most of it was getting him from where he was at the end of it, just back to the heroic moment where, where he can wield Mjolnir and Stormbreaker together and you know and trade with with Cap. Like right, but like, they make even that part comedic with the way that Rocket interacts with him. Like like everything about him is leaning farther. I, I know I get sent post Ragnarok too, but I'm saying it's leaning farther to the comedic element than he was even previously. even before. Ragnarok, he 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 was always like the jokey. Like he's joking in the first yeah. Thor. He's joking in Avengers and in Age of Ultron. Like I feel like you're putting a lot of importance. Like, like again, I think that there's something there, but I think ninety is like an insane overestimation. I like I don't I don't think this was done in service of of that other than that last scene. Like I don't think anything well, else feels especially. You know one of the other things I had, I, I listened to, I didn't read it because I don't read anything, but I listened to Neil Gaiman's uh, 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 Norse mythology, uh -huh. which is which is pretty much just him retelling Norse mythology, but you know, sort of at a, at a style people can understand. That stuff's not serious at all. You know, it, you know, everybody's kind of comedy in that. There's some serious elements to it, but. But Thor's not some stoic guy. He's kind of a buffoon and always trying to uh, <laughs> let me show you how much better I am than you. And and Loki's definitely a trickster. And and it almost feels like the Thor and the and the Asgard that they brought into, you know, more recently fits more in line with sort of who these characters really are at their base. The base. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I grew up with Walt Simonson Thor, which is a whole other level. Those comics were just straight, like you know. Pretty much like Lord of the Rings style uh, Asgard tales, and while I love all that stuff, that's not the Thor we got. We got more of the the jokey, playful kind of you know Asgard, and I get it. It's I'm fine with both, but I don't think it's such a stretch. You know, I, I think he's they found his voice better than they did in one and two in Thor yeah. one and two. I think he is who he's supposed to be now. Well, and I I could even think that like. I thought that the one, you know, with Kenneth Branagh, but but he still did do the jokey stuff. Like, I felt like that was okay, but it's trickier. Like when you get a guy who directed a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes, who is the guy who they got to replace uh, Patty on on uh, Thor two on, for for Dark World. You know, it's someone who they the rumors they locked him out of the editing room. Like it's like it, it, that was a bad that was a bad stage for the MCU in general. That was when they uh, pushed. Um, Edgar Wright out of Ant-Man because they didn't have auteur directors yet. They hadn't done Guardians and they, they didn't know how to have someone adapt their style and adapt the movie of the MCU style to their style. You know, And now they do it every time and it's improved greatly, I think, as a result. But I think that it's harder to do. I don't think it's impossible to do the Walt Simonson or, or uh, 
or even classic like Kirby kind of more Shakespearean thing and do do it with someone like Brana or just someone else who could give that kind of gravitas. But I think you're right specifically for this MCU where we're at right now and for Hemsworth and his advantages and his strengths. I think you're absolutely right. Like this was the way it should go because the MCU's, you know, what like between 18 to 30% comedy every time and and like when they're at their best and uh and Hemsworth is one of those guys who is a comedian or comedic actor trapped in a leading man's body. <laughs> well, like, cuz like I saw in some uh, interview he did before did. Ragnarok came out that he was getting really like tired and, and of doing Thor up until that point and it kind of reinvigorated him with how they handled him in Ragnarok and he, his interest in playing the character got back to where just, it kind of started more, or whatever it just yeah. got re, and he got cared boosted. more about actually doing it he wasn't as tired about it so like I wonder where he at this point like I wonder if he's still feeling that way or if he's because there were reports he was kind of ready to move on for a while but that was that was before because remember most of this was shot like wasn't this shot uh, yeah. around the same time as Ragnarok? Uh, I mean, I, I, this was a year after. They shot this before Captain Marvel. I know that. Well, they shot yeah. it before Captain Marvel and before uh, Black Panther. No, oh, really? Yes, they no. did. I was, I was just reading an interview with it where they were saying that Black Panther had come out uh, and th- that uh, they were they, they they were adding that st- they added stuff in had to add a bunch but they, they couldn't add in as much as they wanted because right. Uh, so black Panther came out before this came out before they shot, finished shooting this. Well, well it was, it was, this was like after the reshoot. I think that some of it, was, but like they were talking about how like black Panther, when, when they were, had written infinity war and in game, because they shot most of it with infinity war, like shit, like black Panther was being, was just being, just being finished, uh, like in pre-production and was getting started. And then what do you call it? Captain Marvel hadn't even, hadn't even been written when they shot any of it like they were they were plotting that at that point right nick, it's very interesting yeah nick i know it's hard to get in a word edgewise with us three so uh what do you want to say you the floor <laughs> i don't mean to call you out or anything if, yeah, if, <laughs> if you, if you want to the question again <laughs> use the spotlight whatever you want yeah do you like thor you like it you, you, are you are you a big fan of america's ass <laughs> um, you, you know, I I think uh, I'd like to see a progression of Thor character, which is he's progressed a lot. I want to see what the next phase is going to be. But uh, what I I've always loved uh, seeing Captain America and having these iterations. I grew up not really getting a chance to have comics around, so my first iterations with comics was. Uh, Jim Lee doing uh, Wildcats. And so, like, a lot of Marvel stuff for me was not in my childhood. So, but uh, ever since I got into that, that, and then started slowly getting into this Marvel stuff here and kind of not, I, you know, I don't know everything in and out, but uh, from the MCU wise and what I've taken back from watching these movies is. Number one, a lot of folks just just be glad that we get to watch this stuff on a daily, on a yearly basis. What it is now, semi regularly basis. Um, I love some of the effects that are done in in the movies, but sometimes it seems to really kind of take me out of what I'm watching. It gets a little heavy, 
Uh, but uh, my favorite characters are, are kind of right now are, are the Punisher, and I loved watching the Punisher on Netflix. And I know we're talking Avengers, but I really missed, and I was hoping that they possibly, I don't know, was there a reference or an Easter egg in there to the Punisher in any way, shape, or form? No, the MCU is not referred to any stuff from the Netflix series at all, they, like they because of their stupid feuds. Right, it's like two years they can't do anything. Well, no, and they they can uh, with Hulu. I was like like Jeff Loeb, the head of Marvel Television, made it clear too. Like that's basically they can't they they can't bring use it at Disney Plus or I think bring it over to Marvel because all the Disney Plus stuff is Marvel Film Studios, not Marvel yeah. Television. But even the Netflix stuff, like basically, if they did something at Hulu, I think Netflix might make some money off of it. But they could they could keep using those people. That's why some of them were acting more optimistic. But then more recently, Deborah Ann Wool was like, "I'm not thinking it's going to happen." Yeah. The, the woman who plays Karen Page was like, "I'm sure. I'm moving on to other stuff." Gotcha. But so, but I got introduced to Iron Man. I went to go see the uh, WonderCon panel with John Favreau in 2008, and that was great. And so I've been a fan. I've been, you know, I watched every one of them since, and I've been trying to do my best to research Marvel and Mr. Iron Man. I love the iterations of Tony Stark, uh, the different things that they've put him through in some of the comics. Um, they kind of gave a good, like we have talked before, the arc of his character from Iron Man number one to the end of here to end game and yeah, we kind of figured it was coming at some point and you know, whether or not they have organ continue or you know I, I know that they said Gwyneth Paltrow is not going to be doing anything after this but I, I would hope we'd get some sort of a new Iron Man or Iron Person to be to be do something maybe like uh, they were talking about new Avengers coming out possibly um it's i think it's still way too early on that stuff i i know but it's just it's you know it's probably like phase five or six but that's uh that's like i said that's my favorite character is iron man and i i think said did did you cry yeah i got misty man definitely you you don't even have to say misty you, it's it was, okay. you know what? It, not even just that part, like him dying. What I got more misty for is when he gave Peter the hug. See the uh, the parts around Iron him. Man's uh, yeah. Iron Man's death that really hit me, like like that Peter hug moment was, like you that, said, that, that was rough. But but uh, I I started crying when I saw who Harley was, the kid from Iron Man three at the funeral. Oh yeah, I know. And I, panning I across, like, and she, my wife was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "That's the kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah, no. Then he's the, he's like, Ty oh. Simpkins, right? Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. I, I hadn't seen it, Nick, until um, and like right around so Christmas. Much. I hadn't and seen so the third much. one. So so I recognized him right away, and I was just like, oh, God. So that, that got me starting to cry, and I stopped right when the uh, scene had switched over and Happy was talking to Morgan about buying her all the cheeseburgers, and I started crying mm-hmm. again. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I just stopped crying. And, like, Tony's, like, not even, like, my guy. Like, like Steve's my guy. Like, I, I'm much more Captain America or, like, like Tony's like not on my you know top ten probably <laughs> favorite guys of the MCU. Like, but you guys hit me so hard. <laughs> they told it well. Then my my wife, she's like, I really love to see something with Scarlet Witch, Shuri, and uh, his character. 
the young kid's character and possibly, well, you know, anybody else they can kind of include that's a little bit younger there. That would be like a good series, either a sh- or, sh- or a movie, hopefully a movie. That's a, uh, I, I, they, like they, they do have the beginning, like, like one of the very founding members of the young Avengers is uh, Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter, who now at this point is like, the same age she is at that point when she when she founds them Does so she becomes stature she like- starts off as stature and she is currently at this point stinger in the comics yeah uh but yeah she's she's had a couple different identities she, first she had more of the giant man angle and now she's with the the shrinky side but uh no and like honestly like while it wasn't in any way disappointing like like the one thought i had during that giant fight like like it would have been cool to see retro ant-man and wasp and even ghost and giant man since they're like on their on their team uh yeah yeah uh, at the end of ant-man and the wasp i like, like it would be pretty cool to see that but i'm okay i understand definitely why we didn't but that fight scene man it's pretty nice right like it was good like mark you you grew up reading comics for me that was like it was Based basically like life. secret wars you know like and 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 that's where man, that's where I hope we're going. Honestly, the uh, only thing that could that could outdo it, that could outdo that fight scene, I think, as far as those kinds of superhero fight scenes go, is Crisis on Infinite Earth. Jit one, like like imagine oh, this sure. scope, but there's eight of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like Captain America, come here, Captain America. Don't wait for me, Captain America. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what's going on? Yeah, like, like it'd be so amazing. Marvel <laughs> doesn't have a multiverse like DC does. DC has a, a rich multiverse. DC uh, could do it at this point. DC could do it <laughs> and, and actually have me. They kind of do it on people. the Flash. Well, DC has nothing yeah. to lose. DC, <laughs> but it's the Flash. As far as the movies go, you're not wrong, Tim. Yeah. And, I mean, and and as far as their streaming content goes, they're still advertising all those shows. <laughs> so someone, well, someone's releasing Star Girl. They're gonna give uh, what's his name, uh, uh, the Constantine. They're gonna give him more content, and they're gonna start pushing out more content with him. And yeah, people aren't sure what exactly it'll be, but uh, that's ex- that is exciting. Um, Speaking of that, all that stuff and relating directly to Endgame and every, everything, um, the Marvel Plus series are kind of exciting, or Disney Plus series from Marvel. Well, that's the that's the new that's the home for the Avengers, apparently. It's where all these spinoffs are going. But but well, what's no, interesting? It's where all the Avengers are going. Besides right, but Pluto, obviously. However, did you see the, did you dead, right? Did you see the tidbit that uh, they released recently? I saw somebody point out. It, like there was a press release thing saying that um, like Anthony Mackie and specific uh, like and it, it was assuming it was applied to everyone, but it was specifically Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie's uh, contracts for films, which each of them have signed up, up like they upped their films from the original deals to like another five on top of everything that's already been made. Both of them are supposed to be in five more Marvel movies, and that this has nothing to do with that. This is not a new media deal. Like this is these these six hours of. WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier are not part of that. That's crazy because wow. Sebastian Stan was al- already like 11 films he signed on for. No, I think overall it's like insane how many <laughs> he's going to be in. <laughs> because, yeah, I think originally like I thought it was nine and he upped it to 11 and now total, if there's five more, it'll be whatever. Like a f- 
I don't know. That's, that's crazy. It's still so right, many. So I'm, but, I'm but, oh, I was going to say it'd be cool if they went into individual Winter Soldier and Captain America movies, you know, starring Sam and, 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 uh, and Bucky. Oh, it would be good. I mean, we may get that down the road. You never know. That might be with these movies. Like, it feels like this, this TV show could be like him, you know, Bucky helping him train to become Captain America. And it ends with him, you know, becoming him. Since that's sort of how this seemed like a setup for that. I don't know. I'm psyched. All right, Tim. Tim, Tim, you're a genius. And it's very hard to uh, steer an out-of-control <laughs> freighter. I feel like we're the freighter in, uh, in, in Lost World 2. And Jared is the Tyrannosaurus Rex who's just barreling towards San Diego. I so really hope. I, I, that's it, an honor. It's time for me to Jeff Goldblum it and get everything back to normal. So Life finds a way, Mark. <laughs> All right, one thing, one thing. Hey, the uh, Arya Stark move uh, that uh, I just completely was like watching that, and then I was like, "Hey, what's is, is everyone? Winter, is everyone is that the Winter Soldier move that I just watched uh, from them fighting next to a van? Like, I couldn't remember that was the same move there. It seems everybody <laughs> likes that move. Ray uses that move too. So, you guys all up to, up to speed on that? Yeah, we're all. I'm assuming Tim don't care. Tim, your Game of Thrones proof. Yeah, I, I don't have uh, HBO, so I don't see the series. I just, I just laughed so hard. At, at, like, I blame the discord, the stupid discussion around Ray and everyone stupid who calls her Mary Sue for know, right? for the word being used as much as it is now. Yeah. Everyone, who, like a few people, have called both Arya and da- Daenerys Mary Sues, and I'm like, guys, guys, guys. If there's one <laughs> Mary Sue in this show, it's my man Snow. He's literally, my handle online is named after him. I love him. But let's face it. He's just always right. He never has a plan. Survives every battle except for when he doesn't. And then he's brought back from the dead because he's so great. And <laughs> he wrote a dragon these, in five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything that they do, we saw them learn how to do. We saw Danny go from a little girl into a badass queen. We saw Sansa do the same thing. We saw Arya go. We saw her training by assassins. And that people are like, those women, they're way overpowered. I like the guy who's just always right. <laughs> like, it's like... I, I love that show, but it was just very silly to see, see people get mad that she got that that win. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Especially with like the last time on. I don't know. I felt like I didn't it's see it coming, but it was not one, day one. It, I didn't. I, I wasn't like, "Yeah, I know exactly how this is gonna gonna go down." But when it happened, it was like not shocking or surprising. It was like, "Yes!" <laughs> Anyone who was mad at that is insane. Like, like what show okay. were you watching? I have a lot of stuff to say about that, and I'm not going to. Next yeah. time on, uh, oh, yeah. Well, because we got right, three more, episodes, we got three more episodes of. Uh, you do Game one, of do one when so. it's over. Yeah, yeah we will one. for sure. Yeah. There, there will um, be a wrap. I'm, down. I'm so down. Um, Tim, final thoughts on on Avengers Endgame. Well, I'm going to throw in here real quick. In addition to that, I just saw that Noah was on Rogue One Tim. yesterday. Hey, it's my turn to go off. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, Noah was just on Rogue One like yesterday or something so he's not here tonight and i'm i'm just feeling a little slightly betrayed because this is something that he technically started with you mark anyway um now you know why we uh we changed the password and (laughs) And why i'm doing it (laughs) maybe anyway anyway um no sorry Final thoughts. Final thoughts for this. Um, yeah, no, the password was... Noah is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. We're recording. Um, who am I kidding? He's not going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> we, uh, we need to, I think, take a step back as far as what this movie is because I, I had said something about this online too, but I feel like this was 
historic in that this was the grand finale of an achievement in film that has not been attempted up until this point. And no matter what you did, I feel like from from a writing creative perspective, you, you can do anything and there are going to be some level of, of problems associated with it. But as a whole and as an entire movie theater experience and seeing it and the stories and everything that led up to this point, all that, I thought this was a fantastic way to genuinely give it a satisfying, it really did feel like a grand finale. They went all out. They didn't leave anything on the table. And it was just, it was a great experience. I was very thrilled with it. It's one of my favorite, it's like top three for sure MCU movies. And I just, I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. And I thought it was a very well done, excellent achievement by the Russo brothers that they should be very proud of. Nice. Uh, Nick. No overall thoughts? Of course. Okay. Uh, overall thoughts are like, I really, really hope they don't make all their movies to be three hours long, but <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if the buildup, I guess they do it again with the next phase as they've done with this phase it turns out to be worth it, then I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll take a three-hour movie in the end. But I don't want another two-parter. I don't need a, a Deathly Hallows 1 and a Deathly Hallows 2. Like, uh, just give me, you know what, go ahead and give me the four-hour, and I'll take a break in between. It's fine. We've been to concerts. We can deal with that. So, But um, overall, the movie was superbly entertaining. I... I never had a, a like I said, I never had a moment where I felt like I wanted to kind of take my eyes off the screen or uh, feel like oh I got to need to roll my eyes that this oh God we're doing this again. It's like no, we're we're having great fun. There's just enough comedy like we talked about, but the and like I mentioned before the the characters get allowed get to breathe fleshed out. And we see uh, some other sides of other characters, and some other characters don't really kind of do much of anything but stay the same. And it's to be expected from a movie like this to me, but I think in the end, it was totally worth the, uh, what was it, 12 bucks for me to go? And I'll, I'll, I want to see it again in standard form now that I because I've only seen it in 3D, but I definitely need to see it again to take more of it in. But uh, I I really like the uh, Russo's uh, job with what they've done towards the end of this thing here. It, uh, it's pretty impressive. Very nice. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna record a, a nice like it like it like it do it on my other podcast <laughs> with Sam. Just awesome, fantastic, excellent. Just paced it throughout. Yes. Yeah, I didn't Tim, do that, talking, by the way. Tim, you're oh. talking about the achievement that this was. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing, anything else like it. I looked it up. Okay. I didn't call on you yet. I was going to say, it's an... It's I didn't an, call on you yet. I'm not telling you my thoughts in the movie. I'm just saying it's an... I, <laughs> He's just fact-checking me. It's an, icod- it's, it's an icosidology. That's what a 22 part <laughs> movie. I appreciate that knowledge. I did not know that. I didn't either. I'm just saying it's insane. So there you go. And then, now go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. 
steer this ship, Mark. Okay, hold on. Jared, your turn. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm not prepared. Uh, no, I, I, like, I, I like this movie. Um, it was really fun. It was a great... I can't believe like it did culminate 22 movies. It's insane. It felt pretty satisfying like across the board. A couple things I would have preferred to see. I was outraged uh, my first viewing because I was in the front row and very close to the front, unlike Tim's good... Uh, very very ethical uh, theater layout <laughs> where everyone has a good seat uh and when i missed i guess uh I, I saw it the second time but when he's first looking around the memorial uh he uh, uh, scott identifies before he sees his own name when he's looking for cassie's he he stumbles across uh louise's name and I know he wasn't going to be in the movie i mean they can't fit every side character but i really love louise and if they were going to if they're going to use his time machine basically like, like come on that van's his uh at the very least i wanted him to have some acknowledgement because he was important to scott in his life and uh they did include it so i even got that so they ticked every box i could possibly demand they tick and it was really fun and satisfying and i get to have all sorts of crazy time travel rants with people and it's not the most <laughs> crazy thing because they actually have some reason to talk to me about it <laughs> so, uh, i appreciate that too and before Mark wraps this up, I'm going to say, because I've been listening to this before, and, and it didn't happen. Christ. Hey, at, least I'm, at least I'm not ah, slow and up. taking a long time for it. Um, <laughs> it made me very happy on the inside when Sylvester got to put Ooh. in his original Captain America theme at the end of this movie. It made you happy on the inside, too? Yeah, warm and fuzzy. It made me happy more, on the more outside. information than we needed. <laughs> No, like I said, he, he got to put in the original Captain America theme a little bit, just a few notes from it. And it had, as far as I know, I don't think it's really even been used, not really, since it was the first Avenger that he did. So him sticking that in there at the end with the shield and Sam bar, was awesome. A couple bars in, uh, I think it was the Smithsonian exhibit, they might have used it in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter yeah. Soldier. Oh my God, I, I think there was a little bit. With, or uh, or at the Jack beginning of, yeah, in the very beginning, I think when Cap's running or when, when what's yeah. running. But but it's like solo instrumentation or something like that. Oh sure. And it just felt like this was more of a. It was it was pretty quick, but it just was more of a genuine orchestral quick moment for that quick theme that he put in. Which I mean, he put in like Ant Man's theme too. It wasn't just his stuff. Yeah, it was happy. All right, my turn. So Tim, be quiet. Uh, after my initial, so Mark, I uh, wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on this. This is Tim's Icosa Dilogy of interruption. <laughs> after my initial uh, uh, problem with the time travel, once I understood what they did, I get it. Uh, it was a great movie. I loved it. The music was fantastic. I did like how they wove in different themes from it. Um, and I think overall, I'm sad that it's over. But at the same time, looking at what they've announced as far as you know, the WandaVision, the Hawkeye series, the Loki series, the What If series. I mean, everything that they're announcing sort of revolves around, hey, look, don't feel bad because our Avengers are over for the time being. Here's your friends. They're going to be on a different channel. So that's the kind of feeling that I get going forward and then seeing what's coming from Marvel in the future with Shang-Chi, with the Eternals, with Doctor Strange 2, with right. Black Panther 2, you know, all these things that's that are coming Marvel. in. Sure, I guess. But, I, I, I hate Captain Marvel, but oh, I'm not good. I like that. What's I like it. But two going to be about anyway? I don't know. I don't know. But that's Captain Marvel's like fifth down on my list. I'm more excited so at like, this point for Fantastic Four coming. So or like Killmonger's you know, coming back. I, I heard that too, but we'll see. Who what? The, 
that Killmonger might be coming back somehow. Oh God, I really hope not. I loved him, but <laughs> but just let somebody be dead. Just right? somebody in one of my stories. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, so anyways, I know Mark's ending. The end credits were amazing. Saying that too. Yes, end credits L- were fantastic. Listen, listen to Portals on the soundtrack. Okay, I'm done. The end credits were fantastic. Uh, and again, you know, it, it's sad that's over, but but they really closed it out very well. And I think, I know people don't want to talk about it and they hate comparing the two. Uh, Star Wars got some problems. Oh, yeah. When the majority of, of the world wants to see every Marvel movie just because it's a Marvel movie, and when we're sick of Star Wars at once every year and a half. <laughs> well, and, you know, and I'm not even telling. saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that for for Marvel to successfully close out a 22 very like diverse franchise. Yeah. And they just have to close out nine movies and it's like I, I hope we did it. Well, I hope we did it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you only got nine films to worry about. So, you know, you better no, step no, it up no. because everybody's going to be comparing you to Avengers at this point. No, and I feel like honestly I think some of it, it has to be just because of the way the internet is now and the way everybody chimes in and, and the news cycle is in such a microscope. And we didn't know about any of these developments before. Like we think about Kath- Kathleen Kennedy's heyday and she's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like, like her greatest like period of success, none of this shit was going on. No, no the average person had no idea when directors were ousted, when there were problems and shit. Nobody knew about any of, of the goings on and inner turmoil in a studio. And we don't talk about any of those problems at Marvel. And because they have such a higher number of output output and and higher frequency there they become fewer further and, and farther between and fewer like like quickly but i, I think overall like, like i don't know it, 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 uh on on some level i feel like i wonder if it doesn't get to them or something like, like <laughs> i don't know this level of expectation you know that everybody do something awesome because the vibe we get from not necessarily jj but for me just from Star Wars as a whole entity, I don't get the same confidence vibe I get from Marvel going forward. Like, like, like you said, you said, I hope, I hope they did it. I get that. I sort of get the vibe from Kathleen Kennedy right now, but that's their attitude. Like, I hope we're doing it right. But like Figi and, and the, the Russos for all their problems and they're not perfect, but th- their attitude is we got this right. We nailed it again. The different visions. I think, I think that's why they didn't really uh, go in detail when they had on celebration when they're on stage and they kept looking at each other <laughs> like we don't want to talk about anything yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, what can i talk about or can i talk about this kathleen or how about you jj can i talk about that or like yeah it was uh it didn't look good and they didn't look well prepared for that at all it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's it's a bad thing i, I i'm not necessarily speculating that i just well, feel it like it does not, maybe not and it just it doesn't it, not but it's not a it's not a comforting vibe for, at the very least, right? Like and no more Star Wars. Well, this this no problem. Problem. release date, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Hey, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, yeah, thank, you guys, thank, thank you for being on. I appreciate it, uh, especially especially Nick. Thanks for stepping in with the, uh, you know, the the three of us are very used to each other's company, uh, so it's nice for you to be able to come in and. and it's uh, so- great to be here, and it's tough. It's tough with Jared. It is. Mm-hmm. Jared, Jared's a well-informed guy, individual. Man. We yeah, all know Jared. It, well, and you and I could be rhinoceros nice lion. Back too. What's that? I love Jared? you guys. It, I said. I said. Mark and I could be rhinoceros. Like oh, I feel no, like. No, I'm not poking fingers at myself for controlling the conversation. That doesn't happen. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just, no, I was just going to say, uh, like, to me, inviting a guest is sort of like Tim is like the rhinoceros wrangler. And he's like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm inviting you over. I know exactly how these guys work. <laughs> and and well, uh, yeah, well, I hope it goes well. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to stop. I'm trying to start my pod back up, so I hope I can get you guys back on here. So I'll be more than happy to. Oh. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I'm not sure what the next episode's about, but uh, we're gonna see how this one turns out first, and we'll go from there. My my equipment's dying. My earpiece is telling me that uh, okay. I'm about to shut down. So got to thank you, everybody. You. Here you go, Mark. <laughs> that works great. Thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> good night.